Got Your Back Podstream is brought to you by Kinprint. For all your company's promotional needs, they do it all. Apparel, promotional products, using the highest quality brands. They do logo design, signage, and printing. Kinprint will promote your brand with excellence. Visit kinprint.ca. Hello, folks, and welcome to Got Your Back. Y-E-G, Rashad Strudwick and Rob Brown live streaming tonight on Twitter and on YouTube. Looking forward to, man, we finally we finally have some stuff to talk about. Players reported, wasn't on the ice, but it was medicals. But uh, players talking, getting set for the season. We're going to talk a little tendies tonight on the podcast. Looking forward to that. Got a great show in store for you. Over the next uh, 45 minutes, although we're long-winded, we'll probably end up going an hour. I'm already being long-winded. Gotcha Back, as always, brought to you by Sherwood Buick GMC, our title sponsors. You know, they actually have inventory. A lot of places are struggling with that right now. They can get their hands on vehicles reasonably quickly for you. If you look at their lots, you drive by, you look at other lots, and there's not a lot there. Sherwood Buick GMC, well, the lot is full. It's because they have vehicles for you. I actually took Donna there. Mom. Just a couple of days ago, we met with Sherry, who sold me my Sierra 1500, and they took great care of mom. So bring the whole family, why not, down to Sherwood Buick GMC, just off Baseline Road, on the way into Sherwood Park. We are coming to you from our beautiful Sherwood Park Long Shot Studio. And oh yeah, look at that animation Zuby put together. Another beauty, the Long Shot Studio here in Sherwood Park. Remember, all game days. All day happy hour specials, five bucks. Long Shots Lager at Long Shots out here in Sherwood Park. They got a great location on Stony Plain Road as well. Bringing in the fellas, Struddy sipping from his mug. Brownie subtly is shifting his shot. <laughs> You're a little off center to start the pod there, Brownie. Like half your face off the outside That's the good. framing. No, no, no. Come on back, buddy. Come on back. It's good side. Uh, good to see you guys. Anybody get up to anything fun today, Brownie? What What was today? Uh, I worked in academy today, so I was on the the ice with my grade eights and nines here in Saint Albert, and I was at a curling rink this morning. And I know that I am a absolutely horrendous curler, so I picked the right <laughs> sport because curling is not my strength. That's awesome, Strutty. You what, what was going on yeah. today in the Strutty uh, household, buddy? Same thing. I had an academy today. Um, yeah, just, you know, I don't know. It just feels like I, I shoot one email out and three more come in. And I'm not even that busy a guy. But That's I just, a good thing. Yeah, it, it is good. But it, I don't know. I just feel like they're always coming in. So I'm not complaining, but it's just like you're like, okay, today's email day, right? And then yeah, you look up and there's you get off. You're like, what? I just have 10 more. I haven't even done anything. Yeah. Well, it. Uh, I finally had something to like really go dig my teeth into today. We weren't even watching guys skate, but it felt good because there were players in the building. It felt like it was ready to kick off. And it did a little bit today. Uh, Oiler Medicals were today, and their first day on the ice uh, for training camp is set to go tomorrow. So the goaltenders had a chance to chat today. Both Jack Campbell and Stuart Skinner came out to talk, and that's going to be the topic of tonight's breakdown. Brought to you by Adrenaline Diesel. They've got a really unique shop for a couple of reasons. One, their ability to do custom jobs, custom exhaust, custom engines, Custom body work. If you can think of it, Adrenaline Diesel can get it done. They're also Ghostbusters. Why? 
Because if you've got a problem that others just can't figure out, some ghostly problem in your engine, Marty and his staff will not quit until they have an answer. They love a challenge. They got high standards and great service. So check out AdrenalineDiesel.ca. David and Dreisaitl uh, didn't address the media today. We'll probably talk to them in the next few days as training camp gets underway. But the topic du jour, gentlemen, was the goaltending. We've been discussing it quite a bit on the podcast over the last couple of weeks since we launched Struds. But it was interesting. Both players with different types of pressure coming into this year. For Jack Campbell, it's about figuring out a better way to deal with the pressure when things aren't going well. For Stuart Skinner, it's how to handle a new type of pressure which is the pressure of expectation now that he's not so new and shiny anymore. That's expected of him. Struds, what did you make of what the two had to say today? What did you sense from them? Well, they're really complimentary towards each other and, you know, saying they like working with each other. And I, and I, and I, I appreciate that relationship for goalies. It's a unique relationship in sports. Um, you know, Jack Campbell, he's such a nice guy. Like he's the kind of guy you want to hang out with, you know, and, and be with, but sometimes Guys, I would like to see him just get upset and say, you know, because the media guys kept asking him about, you know, what's going to be different? How's he going to do? Well, I've, I've been working on this or working on that. I don't want to share too much. I just wish he would have said, guys, last year wasn't my best year. I can't wait to get another shot at supporting this team this year. Bang. Just say it instead of being the Johnny Nice guy all the time. But I know that's who he is and I get it. But just say that and just take control and just – be the guy that, you know, I think he can be and that he wants to be and everyone wants him to be. So he's being I'd too like nice to, to us, that. Brownie. He's being, being too nice. Spoken like a guy not in there asking questions. Thanks, Strenny. <laughs> no, I know. Oh, well, no, I'm not, no, I'm not challenging the media. No, I'm just saying for him, this is, no, yeah. no. I didn't think the questions are off base. Like, don't get me wrong I, I, at all. I, I thought they were good questions, but I want him to just say, I, I'm going to be, I got this. I'm going to be like, just because he beats himself up all the time. I'd like to see the other side of that. No. Yeah, but the, the problem is it's not him. And he's not comfortable being that person. He is who he is. And, and he got to the National Hockey League and he got a five-year deal of five million being who he is. Uh, he had an off year. It was pretty obvious. Uh, the, who's, who's not to say that he might not be the starter come playoff time? I mean, uh, he's got the, he, he's capable. He, he's shown in the past that he can be a very good goaltender in this league. He, he talked about how much he learned last year from the, the tough times that he went through, how it's made him stronger. I mean, it was a small sample size, but he was the better goalie in the playoffs for the Oilers when he got his chance. I think he's looking forward to having the opportunity and playing and showing what he's capable of doing. And again, all the pressure in the world last year was on Jack Campbell. He was coming into a team with Stanley Cup aspirations. He was the final piece that everyone was thinking. And when things didn't go right for him right away, he got down on himself, then the fans got down on him, then the media got down on him, and then everybody's backup quarterback, backup goaltender comes in, who everyone loves, and all of a sudden the pressure got so big. That pressure's not there for Jack Campbell this year. He can come in, the expectations really aren't as high for Jack this year. Everyone's expecting Skinner to be the starter. So uh, I think Jack Campbell came in and was himself, and I think that's what you want from him. He just has to go out there and stop pucks, and if he does that, the Edmonton Oilers are a better hockey club. Yeah, I like what you said there about he he earned that contract being himself because that's actually I didn't pull the clip. I've got some other ones from him, but part of what he said today, Brownie, is 
you know, he knew he needed to just get a little bit of help with calming down some of some of the, that pressure that he went through last year. And he had some really good people in his life that helped him with that, recognizing that he just it was OK to just be himself, just be who he was. He was so hard on himself in the early going last year. And I think Strud's I think that's the spirit of what you're saying, Struddy, is that, you know, he's really honest and he just owns it to a fault almost at times. He owns Every mistake and every goal against and everything, he just it's just all over him and he just puts himself up there, right? Just right in the line of fire. And I think what you're saying is uh, maybe close the door a little bit and just be a little more blunt and confident. Like summarize it, Struts. What do you want to hear from him that you didn't uh, what, hear from what him? I, so last year when I hear after the game, he'd beat himself up pretty bad. That's what he's saying publicly. Imagine what he's saying to himself privately. Right. And, yeah. and that is hard. Like I, I beat myself up for bad plays too, you know, and now to be fair, no one really cared about the five, six, seven defense and what he was saying. No one's dragging him out to hear his point of view every night, but the the goalie does. So it's a hard position. So I can't say I've been in that position, but I have had teammates and that, that would, would, would at times not, and I'm not pushing back against the media. I, I, you're just saying something different. You know what? Yeah, I had a tough year last year, guys. And for whatever reason, things, you know, I, I hope I've corrected them. But man, I can't wait to get back at it this year. I can't wait to compete with Stu. He's a great goal. He had a great year last year. What a combo we're going to have this year. Bang. That's the story. That's your headline, right? It's going out there. But more importantly than that, Brownie, that's what he's got in his head. And I hope that he has that in his head because, you know, right now he's probably not sure. Right, you're going to go into training camp, your first couple of exhibition games. You're not sure how it's going to go, and that's a scary feeling. Uh, if you're a goalie, can't hide in that spot. No, you can't hide. But I, I'm going to disagree there. I, I do believe he believes in himself, and I do believe he's going to compete. And I think he's going to be a guy that right now he's thinking. I love Skinner as a, as a buddy, as a pal, as a, uh, a goalie mate. But I think Campbell's thinking I'm going to steal the crease. I'm going to be the number one goaltender. I think that's the belief he has. He had. He talked about the tough year and what he learned from it and things that he has to do better this year. And he talked about what he's done in the past. And we see his stats. He's capable at this level. So I think he's confident he's going to come in here. And I do believe that Jack Campbell believes he will be the number one goaltender by halfway through the season. And good on him. Just as I'm sure Stuart Skinner feels, this is my, my crease. It's a healthy competition. They like each other, which is good. But they're competing against each other, more so than anyone else in the lineup. Nobody's competing with Connor or Leon. There's no one competing in the top six. They know who that is. Uh, the competition a little bit on the bottom line, but no one actually cares about that outside of uh, the media and the dressing room. But the two goaltenders, that's a competition between two guys. There's only one crease. But uh, I've most teams I've been on have had a, a true starter. So there wasn't a competition. Both guys knew, knew what their role was. But on this team right now, I think both goaltenders believe on game 82 – they will be the start of preparing themselves for the playoffs. Ask Ken Holland the question today, uh, what is the situation in net? You know, that start opening night, is it is it kind of a jump ball? And, he, you know, he basically, you know, he bounced around it like he, like he does, but he made the point that based on the way last season went, Skinner probably has the upper hand heading into camp here, and that's fine. I think they'd love it if it was a conversation. They'd love it if Jack Campbell was counterpunching and looked good. And, oh, maybe the, the we're talking about was he the better. They were both good, but was he the better of the two in exhibition? Should they consider starting? I, they would love it if we were talking about that. Uh, let's hear what Stuart, uh, Jack Campbell actually had to say today. Uh, let's get to the Weiss Johnson soundbox. 
If you're getting a new high-efficiency furnace to replace your old inefficient one, uh, a garage heater, it's absolutely the way to go for this upcoming winter. Make it nice and toasty warm to get into your car or if you got a man cave in the garage or you want one and you want to heat it up, absolutely get her going. Installing a garage heater will also help if you have rooms over the garage that are always a little cooler as well. Lots of benefit to it. We're definitely getting into that time of year where it's time to start thinking about that. And Weiss Johnson are the go-to guys and gals to do any of that HVAC heating plumbing service that uh, that you need. Weiss Johnson, Weiss Johnson, whoa, whoa. Oh, Zuby, was that a longer version of the jingle you had there? Yeah, I that got the, sounded ex- longer I got the extended this version. It's a full, it's a full 30, I think. A we full can, we, 30? Yeah, we well, can get it, it in there sometime. To, you don't have to roll the full 30, but I want to hear just a touch more of that. Weiss Johnson, Weiss Johnson, whoa. It's fabulous, really. I, I sing it around That's the house. Good, man. Yeah. I, I like yeah. <laughs> it keeps going. Do you want to hear it all? <laughs> it keeps going. That's good. That's good. I, didn't, I thought it was just the liner. I didn't realize they had a whole, they had a whole, whole musical ensemble ready to go there. Anyways, go see Dennis and the great crew over at Weiss Johnson. Jack Campbell talking about the weight of the pressure. Needing to do a better job with it. Too much weight of the world on your shoulders, Lester. Yeah, I mean, that's something I've done my whole career and kind of somehow managed to get away with it um, up until last year. And then obviously it kind of, um, there was an exclamation on, on it. You know, it, it was no hiding last year. It kind of just, uh, kind of just showed me what I needed to fix it and, and to learn from it. So uh-huh. that standard of wanting to save every shot and, um, but not necessarily losing a week's worth of sleep over it. <laughs> he wants to maintain the high standard, Struddy, but not necessarily lose a week's worth of sleep over it. As a media guy, I love it. I love the fact because what happened last year, flat out, Jack Campbell had that tough performance. He butchered himself in the postgame comments, called himself pathetic. And then he really clammed up for the rest of the year. He was very, he, he didn't want to do that again. He was very careful with his comments. I don't blame him, but I really liked what I saw. That was the relaxed Jack Campbell that we saw early, early in camp last year. So I love it when he'll give us good quotes like that. He's being honest, but again, is it, is it opening the door a little too much, Struds? I I do think so. I honestly, like I, I, and I'm not trying to take uh, you know anything away from uh, what the media are trying to get the good quotes, and I get that it's important. But you know he he's got to get because I just worry about what's going inside him. If that's what he's thinking, what's going on inside him? You know, and and I I just you've got to just go on. You have to be almost uh, a little bit arrogant, I think, to be a goaltender, um, and, and just a little bit of swagger, right? Where you you know think back to the last goalie goalers had Mike Smith. You know, he was, he was a great guy, but he was arrogant, you know, and, and that's, and that's a compliment. I'm not, that's not a bad thing, but you have a little bit of swagger, Brownie. And I, I'm sure you played with some good goalies that had that. You, I think. I feel I'm like not, Struddy, I, Brownie, I feel like that's what Struddy wants in his goalies, right? Mm-hmm. If he's looking at the goal, that's, that's what he wants to be getting from that position as a D-man. Then they might've signed the wrong goaltender because I, I don't think you, I just don't think you invent swagger. Yeah. I don't think you just all of a sudden, you know what, today I'm going to be cocky. I'm going to tell everyone how good I am. It's just not in you. It's like asking, 
uh, a player who is a perimeter softer player. Okay, today you are going to be a guy that goes into the corners and fights. Well, that's not who I am. And you're not going to be able to change me. So I think Jack Campbell is who he is. And I don't think anyone's going to care a month from now, two months from now, three months from now, uh, what he says in the press conferences, if he's saving the puck. Um, he's not going to be Mike Smith. That's Mike Smith's personality. And everyone that has ever talked about Jack Campbell, and everyone's talked about how great a guy he is. So I think that's just the personality he has. He's a guy that you want to hang out with, you maybe go have a coffee with, and we can tell stories. And uh, it's who he is, it's who the Oilers signed, and they've got him for four more years, and he's just got to stop pucks. Whether he, Maybe he quietly talks to the refs nicely and says, hey, could you give me a face-off late in the period on the outside? Give me a break here or there. <laughs> yeah, Whatever you yeah. have to do, but... Uh, Jack Campbell's not changing his personality, despite what Jason Stroudwick wants out of him. He is a nice young man that I believe is going to have a very good bounce back here. Uh, Jason Stroudwick, goaltending coach. Uh, hey, Jack, can you be Mike Smith? Yeah. <laughs> can you start firing the puck up to the far blue yeah, line? Yeah, yeah we want you to start playing sauces. it more. Yeah. No, you know what, Struds? I, I do. I, I like your perspective, though, because I think you really do come at it from the standpoint of a guy playing on the team. If you're listening to your teammate talking, what sorts of things are you thinking? And is he exuding the confidence that you want your starting potential starting goalie to be exuding? And when Campbell is is open and honest about things like that, I you know, for a certain player or a certain person, maybe it does resonate in a little bit of a different way. Stuart Skinner, on the other hand, guys, I mean, I, I'm always, Brownie, we talked a lot on the podcast last year. He, I mean, he's as nice as it comes, and so too is Jack Campbell. But Skinner did this funny thing where you'd, I'd say to him, you had a really strong third period there, Stuart. What do you think went well for you? And he'd go, thank you. <laughs> like he would say, thank you the, and then he would give his answer he's very zen he's very well thought he's very so he was asked about part of his summer and as we all know he became a new dad last year i pulled this clip just because i thought it was interesting and different and unique he talked about what his eight-month-old son Bo taught him this summer and how he sort of is you know, taking lessons from this eight-month-old and then applying it to being a National Hockey League goaltender. Here's Stu Skinner. Uh, Bo was trying to figure out how to crawl this whole summer, and uh, nobody was – I wasn't telling him how to do it or I wasn't telling him, uh, oh, you're doing that wrong, you're doing this right. I was just letting him kind of adapt a crawl, <laughs> like him crawling, uh, which might sound a little silly, but it's kind of the same with the game. You, you know, you – you just keep on going. You keep on moving forward. You keep on trying to crawl. You keep on trying to stand. And uh, so Bo's, uh, Bo's taught me a lot. What would you make of that, Brownie? I mean, he always talks about these sorts of things, man. He's so calm in his responses. He's well thought. He's honest. What do you what do you read from those comments and from him in general with his media? I think I read someone that's very comfortable with himself, that understands who he is as a player and uh, knows that, okay, I'm good, but I, I got to continue to grow and uh, there's going to be bumps. And if I hit a bump, oh, when I get to that bump, I'm going to have to make a decision which way to go there. Uh, he, he's, he's a guy, and I know that Strud's talked about, he likes to see a goalie with swagger. And if I'm on the bench and my goalie's cocky back there, I'm pretty pumped too. I, I completely understand that. But I also understand having a goaltender like, like Skinner who nothing phases him. And if mm -hmm. I'm a player on the bench, if he lets a bad goal in, also I look back at him and he's like, man, big deal. I'll figure it out. Not going to get the next one by me. That's going to give me confidence too. So 
listening to them talk, and it's funny because we all, I mean, we all have kids and we understand what it's, what it's like watching uh, as they grow and trying to help them and watch them as they make their mistakes and learn from their mistakes. What I've loved about Skinner since he's come here is he just understands who he is and he accepts it. And when something doesn't go his way, he's like, all right, learn from that. Tomorrow's going to be a new day and I'm going to be a better player because of it. Yeah, he's got he's got an amazing attitude. It's funny. I'm watching this show called Winning Time about the Lakers dynasties, <laughs> and uh, there's this character, or not a character, a real guy in it, but uh, Kirk Rambis. And you know, it's, I watched it. He popped up on one of the episodes the other day. I'm like, my God, that's Stuart Skinner. Like the way he talks and the way he acts and like his look, his mustache. Uh, now he doesn't have the goggles that Kirk Rambis played with, but. Uh, you know, what I like about, about Skinner is that he's just continually rising up to the challenges that are presented to him. Like last year, you know what he, I didn't, I didn't expect him to be the starting goaltender by the end of the year, but he was, and he, and then he makes the all-star team. He does this, he does that, gets a new contract midway. He just keeps rising up and, and, and he's ready for it. You know, we've talked about that before. When you are a young player, any player, you want to be ready for the opportunity you get so that you seize it and you hold it. And I feel like Stu Skinner's done that you know, last year for sure. And even moving up his way through his career. So now this year, I think he comes in as, as uh, not a clear number one, but I think he's the number one guy. Um, and will he rise up and hold that spot? I think he can. But the great thing is that Campbell, if he can raise his game, now you got two guys pushing each other to newer levels. And more importantly, guys, you're not going to wear either one down. They can both play a ton. So that would be a dream scenario for the Oilers. Ken Holland talked about how it might be like a 45-35 split, mm. uh, which to my math is only 80 games. So I'm not sure if Ken Holland's planning <laughs> on playing a couple himself, but um, yeah. not not that I'm wanting to criticize anybody else's math. It is a different kind of pressure, though, Brownie, for Stuart Skinner. It's a lot different to show up at camp and be like, I'm really hoping to make the team this year when you know there's nobody else that's going to beat you out. And to just like every solid performance is like, wow, look what the new guy did. And he, you know, grabs a few starts and it's, wow, way to go. And the pressure is so different. Now it's, hey, you know those amazing things you did last year? You're on a cup contender. Do them again. And that's so different, Brownie. Not only do them again, do them better because what yeah. they did last year wasn't good enough. So uh, expectations, it's, there was no expectations for Stuart Skinner last year. No one knew how many games there is. He going to play 20 games, 25, how many quality starts he's going to get. No one knew what he, you were going to get from him. So the expectations were practically none. Now the expectations uh, would be, okay, well, we saw what he did in the regular season. So he's going to be the starters. He's going to be a 60-game guy. Uh, he's got, we expect him to be better in the playoffs because he learned. There's a different kind of pressure. Everyone thinks the backup quarterback on every team is awesome because he only comes in and mop up time. And if he has a good couple throws, everyone say, that guy should start. Uh, same as a backup goaltender. Uh, he, he comes in a few times a month, he plays well, and it's, the pressure isn't there. But when you're the starter and the expectation now is, well, you're playing uh, 10 of the first 12, we need nine good starts out of you. That's a different kind of pressure. So. Uh, we'll see how he handles it. And as, as Streds was talking about, his attitude is incredible. And I think that will bode well in a starter's role. He doesn't allow the pressure to get to him because, as we saw last year with Jack Campbell, at times the pressure got to him. It's going to be fun to see. Campbell played some of his best hockey towards the very end and was pretty good in relief when he came on in the playoffs. And I wonder if that confidence that he finished with maybe went a long way, Struds, and at least giving him a toehold 
after a disastrous season, a toehold to, you know, feel feel it a little through the summer and come in here and, and maybe feel a little better than had it not gone that way. Yeah, the fall till Christmas is really rough for him. And I remember he got his game going around Christmas and it kind of, you know, fell off again and then got it going again for a little bit when Stu Skinner was gone. And then, you know, he kind of held on to a little bit, but Stu played most, I forget how many, but the last 30 games he played a ton. Um, but, you know, you just, as a player, when you're struggling, you just want to find anything to hold on to and say, okay, this Here's a spot I can I can build off this. And then you, then you, you get that spot. Okay, now I can build a little bit more, build a little bit more. Um, and I'm guessing he skated a summer, uh, skated a ton this summer, worked on a lot of things both on and off the ice. Um, they, they will help him. And there is no way that Campbell could repeat that year again. I think it just it was one, yeah. one of those years that nothing went well. So I think he's going to be better. How much better? I don't know. You know, does he go back to what his historic numbers have been? Maybe. I'd like to see it. That'd be amazing for the Oilers. Uh, but I don't think there's any way he bottoms out like he did last year again. I think that was a, an anomaly, and we'll see a different guy between the pipes this year. It's going to be an interesting battle. It'll be interesting to see if Jack Campbell can make it a real battle, a real conversation. Will we do a podcast? I can already see the title. Who gets the net opening night? <laughs> Are we going to do that podcast? I don't know. But I think the owners would love it if Jack Campbell put us in that position to have to have that conversation. That was the breakdown brought to you by Adrenaline Diesel. Zuby, how are we feeling about Struddy's headroom? A little too much headroom in his <laughs> shot there? Like, I, I, well, I don't know. Like, I you're mean, a technical in, director. You're allowed to... In a perfect feel- world, I'd have all the tops of all three of your heads completely aligned. And we're going from left to right here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're, they're not we're at going, all. We're going well, on. Proud, we got a good slant away. going. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I can adjust it on the fly. You just have to ask, guys. I well, that's okay. That's okay. I just, it's just, yeah, just drop it down. By the way, Brownie, uh, Brownie's appearances on the podcast brought to you by Kinprint. Love the new hat, Brownie. Oh, look at that. That's a pretty solid logo that Kinprint has, too. I like the, I like the bear. Real good look there. Helping you find uh, creative ways to promote your brand, high quality apparel. Top-of-the-line brands, visit kinprint.ca. I hope one day soon we can actually do some Got Your Back Apparel giveaways. We're going to work with our friends at Kinprint to get some stuff printed. And uh, I don't know. I think we need a full-on clothing line, boys. Eh? <laughs> yeah. like our, we got a solid logo. I feel like we got a bit of a brand there. Sure. We'd be yeah, able to start an online merch store or something, Brownie, yeah. with Kinprint. Yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. like, I'd like a T-shirt with a caricature of Jason Strudwick. And what is it called again? Buddy's World. What is that show part you have <laughs> no, on here? No, Strudy's World. Strudy, yeah. oh, Strudy's yeah. World. Yeah, I want that in print. I want that on my T-shirt. Oh, I can yeah. I can mass pro- I, I can mass produce the cartoon version of Strudy from that logo. No problem. Yeah. I always thought Strudy was a cartoon, so it makes sense. <laughs> oh God, definitely yeah. a caricature. Yeah. Uh, Strudy's world is coming up after our takeaways segment. By the way, we're live streaming on Twitter and YouTube. Apologize to the people on Twitter. Uh, we still haven't had our meeting with Elon yet to figure out why the mentions are disabled on Twitter. So I believe we're scheduled sometime next week. We're going to try and figure it out. In the meantime, you can hop over to the YouTube channel. And we got the live stream up and running there as well. And comments are enabled there. In our Ask Us Anything segment, we will take some of your comments. So fire them our way. What do you think about the goaltenders? Skinner, Campbell, did you listen today? Did you like what you heard? Let us know. And we'll deal with that in our Ask Us Anything segment. That will be after Strutty's World. Uh, Coming up right after a very short break, we're going to dig in a little bit on something Matthias Ekholm had to say in our takeaways segment. You're listening to Got Your Back. We're back. 
very shortly. Long Shots Golf is the destination for both golf enthusiasts and sports fans. Top-of-the-line TrackMan simulators provide a highly entertaining and accurate golf experience, while a full-service sports bar loaded with big screens and scratch kitchen make it a truly unique destination. They have locations in Sherwood Park and Edmonton. Experience the best indoor golf and sports bar in town. Visit longshots.ca. That's longshots with a z.ca. Are you ready to elevate your moving experience? Trusted for over 100 years, Ferguson Moving and Storage are your partners in relocation, ensuring your journey is smooth and stress-free. And say goodbye to surprises with Ferguson's transparent flat rate pricing. Contact them now for a free moving quote and use the promo code FERGUSON to receive $100 off your next move. Visit fergusonmoving.com and let them lift your expectations. Zuby. Those commercials, buddy. Like, talk about amping up the production level on the podcast. Those <laughs> were impressive, man, for local commercials. Ferguson Movers, by the way, welcome to them, one of our new sponsors. and Thrilled to have them on board. Zuby, clap of the hands, my friend, on the production value. Thanks, buddy. I got to I got to step my game up here. I got Steve coming and trying to take my job. So I've yeah, exactly yeah. for sure. Did you notice though, out of the commercial break, I tried to roll the music a little. I feel like we need to smooth out that commercial back to the show transition. So yeah, I'm can... controlling the music here. You like it or? Yeah, well, I will, I'll <laughs> I'll handle it. It's all good. I could hear you do. I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, here I got your back. I like to micromanage whenever possible. So uh, don't worry about it. I. I'm handling it. I'll hey, get Strud? it next time. No worries. Like I, I uh, like the text I sent to Struth telling him what to wear tonight. Yeah. What? I didn't get that. Yeah, you didn't get it. <laughs> well, news for you, buddy. It wasn't a black hoodie and weird <laughs> earphones. That's not what the text says. So, so I gotta check my text. I don't think Head, I got it. Headroom's dialed in though. Now that's looking really sharp. Yeah. Guys. yeah. Not for sure. Yeah, definitely a lot tighter. Uh, Listen, we edit on the fly. We produce on the fly here on Got Your Back. That's how we roll. Time now for takeaways brought to you by Martin Motorsports, your one-stop marine and recreation shop. They've been in business for close to 60 years, and they are stocked up with the absolute best brands in the world. If you want to have some fun, you need something to go have fun on, Martin Motorsports is the place to go. They have absolutely everything that you could want, whether it's on land, on snow, on water, on the road. Begin your adventure with Martin Motorsports. I was in the showroom not too long ago, and oh my goodness, what a showroom they have. And I even got a tour of the basement. That's where all the other stuff is off the charts. Happy to have Martin Motorsports on board okay guys for our takeaway segment tonight i want to talk about something that matthias ekholm said today i like matthias ekholm's presence in that room i like his presence on the ice the guy has been around he's been close to winning it he knows what's what and he's not afraid to say stuff listen to what he had to say as we go back to our weiss johnson soundbox about you know lessons learned and how to tighten things up in the right way it's a maturity for sure and i think there's i think it's great because everyone seems to be realizing that it's okay to be in the that's where we got to get to where it's okay to be in the d zone for a minute 
for a shift every here and there, even if you are a 60 goal scorer, if you are a high producing player, like you can't start after 20 seconds to just go on your own pace and then try to do something and then it hurts us in the end. Um, I think that's the reality that we, we get to. I think that Vegas did a really good job against us with that. They were just, I felt like they were rarely out of position. I felt like they were rarely trying to cheat the, their system. And Struddy, to me, that sounds like a guy talking about his group needing to be more comfortable in defensive posture. Not to panic when they're having to defend, but to become a team that can be comfortable defending. What did you hear? Well, I think Brownie almost swallowed his mic when he heard that. He doesn't want to hear anyone <laughs> playing defense. So he, he Hepcorn's be getting trash talked on uh, six thirty chat all year long after that one. Um, no, that, this is what I think it is that you have to understand at different times during the game that there are some shifts you're going to be under pressure, and you don't have to do anything special that shift. Just not get scored on, right? That there's momentum shifts. There's there's different things that maybe match up issues. And sometimes it's like, you know what? Let's just hold our position. I know what my job is in my D zone. I'll just do my job and we'll we'll let them pass it around the outside. We won't let it get inside the, you know, kind of that dangerous shooting area. Uh, we'll keep them to the outside. And yeah, they'll be in our zone for 45 seconds, whatever a minute, maybe, maybe minute plus. But we won't get scored on. Then we're going to get out of our zone and it gives someone else a chance to go and tilt that ice for us or to go get that momentum back. And I love what you said. Like, you just just stay with it. Don't get rattled. Don't try to do more than is available at that moment, Brownie. Well, I, I think the, the word that he was using that he never said out loud was trust. Trust your oh. teammate and trust your system. I think a lot of times we've seen in the past where the others get running around in their own end and they won't trust that, okay, Johnny's got the puck or Billy's going to do his spot or Henry's going to be in front of the net where he's supposed to be. All of a sudden, guys start trying to do each other's jobs and that's as as echo talked about is when you start trying to do something outside of what you're supposed to do that's where the trouble starts because now all of a sudden for example if leon decides oh i'm going to go help out here well now leon's man's open well now echo has to go there well now his man's open now it's a, a fire drill so i think he wants the players to trust that we have a system in place that works and trust that the five guys on the ice are capable of doing their job and if you do that that when uh, the turnover happens you're quickly out of your own zone and uh, most offensive players and teams will talk about it say we got to keep connor in his own end we got to keep leon in his own end offensive players really don't want to play in their own end that's not what they're made for and, and struts is right yeah and struts <laughs> is right like i you're thinking and a lot of players uh, people call it cheating I, I, offensive players, we call it anticipating. I'm anticipating that puck's going to bounce, so I'm going to go behind the defenseman and wait for it. No. Uh, but on good teams, on good uh, championship teams, they don't anticipate. They stay in the right defensive spot until mm -hmm. it's time to leave the zone. And that's why teams like Vegas win the Stanley Cup. They just, again, they never made the big mistake or the bonehead mistake. They get scored against, but usually it's because uh, someone out-talented them. But they don't give up easy opportunities. I think that's the one thing the others have to cut out of their game is those easy goals against or easy chances against. And the biggest thing is trust your system and trust your teammates. For sure. You know, and we'll get a little bit more into, you know, maybe sacrificing some offense in the name of defense in Struddy's world. That'll be part of what he talks about. I'll draw it back to Matthias Ekholm here, Struds. I mean, he just got here at the trade deadline. Uh, but a veteran guy, veteran presence, you know, if he's talking like this to us and willing to say it publicly, you know 
He's representing that behind the scenes too. Is there a way to put into words how much this team needed everything that is Matias Ekholm and what the benefit might be for having him for an entire season? Well, I mean, the direct direct uh, help for his partner, Bouchard, uh, that's the biggest guy. But I think the whole decor, and then I think the centers, like the wingers, you know, I, I, they're, they are involved in the D, but they have the easiest jobs, I think, defensively. <laughs> I think it's the centers in the D that really – no, I, I'm trying to be respectful of wingers, but really, they don't really do much. Just get the puck up on the wall. That's easy, you know. We, um, we, gotta, we have to catch your passes with our hands is what we got to do. <laughs> <laughs> lacrosse sticks no so i think that the the idea of just taking great pride in limiting other teams chances like i i you know it's it's a real pride thing where you're frustrating the other team because you they can't do what they want to do and i think that ekholm takes great pride in that that'll rub off on bouchard and i'm not suggesting that the rest of decor hasn't had it but they see how he'll approach it and then the centers are like you know we're a part of this if you get your centers and your your two dude unit, the wingers will come along. But yeah, I think it's I think it's really important. Well, I think too the the addition of Ekholm allowed the Oilers to have two number one defensemen on the left side, and when things go astray or awry for the for the Oilers defensively, they have two different shutdown guys they can put out there. And I think the longest time, if if things were going poorly for the Oilers, if the other team was getting momentum. They had to get Nurse out there to, sh to shut them down. They didn't have any other shutdown guy. And if Nurse was having an off night or if Nurse had already been on the ice, well, now you're two more rotations through the defenseman before you get back to Nurse again. Now, if Nurse is out there, the next and things aren't going right, you get Ekholm out there. And all of a sudden, if it's still not going right, you go back to Nurse. It just gives them another shutdown guy, someone that's very, very confident. As he just said, he's confident playing in his own zone. And a lot of defensemen aren't. They want the puck out as quick as possible. Ekholm's like... You can have it all you want. You're not getting a good chance. I'm going to make sure of it. Yeah, just exudes that confidence. By the way, an update on Ekholm today. Ken Holland uh, let us know that he has a, a bit of a hip flexor situation happening, and it's going to be a couple of days before he really gets going at uh, at training camp. So at least for the first few days. And it'll be interesting to see how they handle Philip Broberg in that situation. I mean, I, are you putting Broberg next to Bouchard then? Jay Woodcroft often early in camp. We'll try and skate guys together that are probably have been on his whiteboard all summer. He doesn't hide lines through training camp or anything. So we'll see what happens with that comb and how the hip is, but maybe some early increased responsibility and maybe a bit of a different pairing for Philip Broberg early on here in camp study. And uh, that might not be the worst thing for Philip Broberg to come out and get that look. He's got to show, he's got, he's got to show what he can do. Right. And, and I think they'll get, you know, maybe an extra game or so. Mm -hmm. um, but you got to keep in mind, you know, the, the exhibition series, you're playing against half stacked NHL teams, right. Or, or, you know, and then half the guys are, are, are not going to be close to the NHL. Um, then veterans really aren't trying that hard, but it doesn't really matter for Philip Roebrook. He's got to look good. Every single game, he gets a chance to be out there. Doesn't mean he's not going to make mistakes, but look good. Push the pace. Be your best. Show everyone what you can do. And if he does get to line up beside Bouchard, show people what he can do. Say, this is what this could look like in, in, at some point uh, if, if there's an injury or need help or whatever. So I, I any any extra ice time for a young player is so important, Brownie. Well, any extra ice time for a young player or a bubble player. You want to play every game. You just uh, you can't show what you're capable of doing in the press box. You can't show what you're capable of doing on the ice after practice as you're skating hard because you're not playing uh in, in exhibition season you want to play every possible game 
have confidence that you're going to show well and show the team you're capable of playing. And uh, yeah, the, the exhibition we've seen over the past number of years, there's been a lot of players that have led the Oilers in goals or points that by <laughs> Christmas are no longer with the team or possibly not in the NHL. But if you don't show well as a Broberg or as one of these bubble players in these type of games, well, now all of a sudden you're not getting to stay here on opening night. So it's a big training camp, big exhibition season for Broberg. I believe he will start the season here. Where he plays, how much he plays will be dependent on how well he does in the probably, I'm guessing, five to six, possibly seven exhibition games that he gets to play in. Yeah, I asked Ken Holland about, you know, if there's enough opportunity to kind of justify having Philip Broberg. And he's like, look, he went the injury route. He said, we don't want any injuries, but chances are. You know, so I think he, and, and at the time he knew about Matias Ekholm too in the back of his mind that he had the hip flexor injury there. So um, I think they'd love nothing more than for Philip Broberg to give them no choice. He's, he's a high enough draft pick. He's got the pedigree. Just give them no choice. Does it make perfect sense based on righties, lefties, and all that kind of stuff? No, it absolutely doesn't. But if that guy plays the way they hope, and many think he can play, none of that will matter. He'll just bull his way into the lineup if you're good enough. And there are players I think he can pass to do that. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what kind of an impact he can make. All right, guys, that was Takeaways, brought to you by Martin Motorsports. Another quick break. And then on the other side, ask us anything. We're getting some good questions and some good action in on the stream. Throw us a chirp. Throw us a question, hockey-related, life-related, whatever you want to hear Rob Brown talk about, he will be your puppet tonight. Ask him anything, and Rob Brown will answer. He's contractually obligated to do so. But right after this short break, Strutty's World. Okay, heroes, are you trying to tough it out through a sports or life injury right now? Trying to prove your mettle by grinding through, gritting your teeth? Well, Redefined Health is here to say it's time to come on in. At Redefined Health, they'll high-five you for your toughness and then get to work on helping you fix the problem. Helping athletes and heroes find better balance, performance, and injury prevention, visit RedefinedHealth.com. When you make a mistake, heads should roll. Just me and Nick Lachey, window down, shirt off, just loving it. My goal is Sunday made before scum. No, but I say it out loud. It does sound a little crazy. All right, if you own or operate a business and you know the value of a great employee, Strutty's World brought to you by Pathfind. And Pathfind is there to help you find your next star player to help take your business to the next level. They can help with recruitment, career transition, leadership coaching. They truly have your entire team covered. Find your organization's path forward at pathfind.ca. Mr. Strudwick, what's on your mind tonight, pal? Well, it's been on my mind for quite a while, and and you know, especially after the last year's uh, elimination out of the Stanley Cup playoffs, the defensive end of the of the rink is going to be huge for the Amtoners. They need to make changes. There's been talk after the series with Vegas about what they're going to do about it from the team, from the the coach, from the GM, um, and now they're talking about it before training camp. And Evander Kane today had a really good point. Shagri actually asked him the question. But a really good point about what he thinks needs to be done to become a better defensive team. Let's hear Vander Kane. Just maybe sacrificing three to five percent of maybe your offense to, you know, ensure and be a hundred percent instead of maybe ninety percent uh, when it comes to you know playing defensively and, and keeping the puck out of your net. Um, you know, at the same time, 
we don't want to take away from what we do offensively and, and the way we attack. I think uh, that's what makes us obviously a great hockey team. And um, just being a little bit harder. And you know, when you get to the playoffs and you get to play teams like Vegas in a seven-game series, every shift matters, every play matters. And I think just having some more experience in those type of settings for for different guys, I think, will help uh, moving forward into this year. I love that quote from him, and this is what I think. It's it's great, and we heard him say it at home. We've heard other guys talk about it. Um, but who is going to be the person that is going to be the gatekeeper and bring everybody back when maybe the offensive side of the game gets a little bit too exciting and they need to be brought back into their place? Who is it? I think Ekholm is one. I think there's Nurse another. But this has got to come from Connor and Leon. These are the two guys. If they do it and they talk about it and they live it and preach it and do it, everyone will fall in line underneath them. Yep, Nurse and Ekholm having them say it is great. But I believe those are the guys, Brownie and Shogger, that need to really push for this. Not because I want to see them get less offense, but because if they're able to do that, like on top of the offense, guys, they're going to be a very, very hard team to beat as they work their way through the season and hopefully into the playoffs, Brownie. Well, it's funny you say they're the ones that have to lead and everyone should follow. Well, everyone other than them should already be doing this. Like they're, I mean, if you're Connor and Leon, you mean, if you want to anticipate every once in a while, hey, I'll let you do it. But everyone else already should be doing this. So it, to me, it's, it's funny. You look at, I mean, Ken Holland, he was in Detroit. Datsuk, Fedorov, those were type of players that could add way more points if they wanted to, yeah. but they were so sound defensively. Uh, Bergeron in Boston won some Stanley Cups. He's probably got about 15, 20 points more a season if he wanted to. But when he played uh, the full 100, how, how big is a, an ice surface? I only saw about 80 feet of it. What is 180 <laughs> feet long, 200 feet long, whatever it is. But when those players do that, it sets a tone. And uh, they're so much harder to play against. And I think that's what the others, when Connor and Leon are leading you defensively, well, I mean, what chance does the opposition have? So, I, yeah, I agree. And I like the fact they're talking about it, but they're talking about it in September. It's one thing to put it into your game in October, then December, but it's to make sure you have it in March, April, and then into May. That's when you got to see if all the words that you said early in the season are going to be what you're putting together on the ice. You're muted, bud. You're muted, Chugger. God, I gotta cut. I gotta quit doing that. <laughs> it's three out of four podcasts. I've muted my damn microphone. Actually, I thought you sounded really good there. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Brownie. Thanks, buddy. Uh, yeah, your hair's looking great tonight too, Brownie. By the Thank way, you, man. yeah, you bet, buddy. Struds, you use the word gatekeeper, Struds, and I like that because it's one thing to Brownie's point to say it in media availabilities. And I think it probably is easier to say in media availabilities when McDavid and Dreisaitl have already said it in their media availabilities. You know that's the way, that's their messaging. But when you played, was there a gatekeeper of that, Struts? What does that look like? Who was the gatekeeper of when things got a little too hairy, who stepped in and was like, fellas, dial it in here. This is not the formula. Yeah, when I played the Rangers, we had Brennan Shanahan there, and he was the guy, right? He wasn't the captain, but he was the guy that would come in and and, and kind of get everybody on the same page. Um, and, you know, when it comes to the Edmonton Oilers, like, 
I, I think the standard has to be set high. So let's say you're even winning the game 4-1 and someone does something that's cheating or anticipating, depending on where you play in the game, and to make it 4-2 against, that has to be discussed and, and brought up. And, and you don't have to yell at the guy from across the room, but I think everyone has to be made aware say, hey, this doesn't work for us. This is not how we do it. And just keep on every game, just keep on bringing it up and making people aware. And then it becomes a habit. Then it becomes a culture. And then it becomes really hard for other teams to play against you. So it, it can't be pick and choosing. Oh, we scored five goals tonight, but the other team scored three, so we won. No, look at the three goals. You should only have to score three to win. You know, there, there, there should be a way of having tight games and feeling comfortable, like Eckholm talked about, in your own zone and holding on to a 3-1 win. It doesn't have to be 3-2. It doesn't have to go to overtime. And and so you learn those lessons from 1-82. to 82. Once you get to game 83, if you don't know it, guys, it's too late. I don't believe you can turn it on to win a Stanley Cup in the game 83. Mm-hmm. To, to take it one step further there, Strudge, too, it's not just the defensive part of the game. It's also the discipline part of the game. Yeah. And I think that's something that we saw during the regular season that carried over into the playoffs. The Oilers uh, took a lot of dumb penalties, yeah. and it cost them games. And that's something that there's always a time and place to get retribution. But you also got to remember there's the, the game's on the line. So make sure you do the right thing at the right time. And I think too many times last year the Oilers uh, played arrogant at times and were trying to be the bully and took silly penalties that eventually cost them. So I think all of these things that we've talked about tonight are things that the Oilers were not as good as against Vegas. Vegas was better. They were better. They're more disciplined. They were better defensively. Those are things that you got to start preaching, as you say, in exhibition season all the way through regular season. So when you do get to game one of the playoffs, you're doing all the right things all the right times. Struddy's World brought to you by Pathfind. That was a gooder tonight, Struddy. I'm looking forward to digging into some hockey-related Struddy's World. As much as I love hearing about corn on the cob and mustard and other stuff, those are all beautiful as well. (laughs) But uh, I like the point you made. Who will be the gatekeeper of the defensive game when it's not going well? And to your point, it needs to be Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. All right, final segment of the podcast tonight. This is where we lean on you, the folks on the stream, to fire us your ideas, fire us your thoughts, any comments you have, any questions that you want to ask us. Zuby's been behind the scenes gathering those through the entire podcast, our final segment. Ask Us Anything brought to you by Match Eatery and Public House. Only got time for a quick one before the game. Well, location-wise, you're not going to do any better than match, but make it a frosty 25-ouncer at Match Ice District. Enjoy those supersized select beers. They're located adjacent to Rogers Arena and Grand Villa Casino here in Edmonton. For more information, visit matchpub.com. Zuby, how are we feeling on the stream tonight, buddy? Really good. Lots going on and uh, good good chirps, good comments, good questions. Let's start. I'm going to start with a question. This is this is pretty big picture. <laughs> I don't want to run us over time, but uh, some stranger asked, what do you guys think happens if the Oilers don't win the cup this year? <laughs> and 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 how does that um, and is Ken Holland affected? Is is Ken Holland out after this year either way? Um. I don't think so. I don't think he's out either way. I, it all depends. what they do. If they go to the Stanley Cup Finals losing Game 7 in overtime, uh, they'll be very unhappy, but I'm not sure you're making wholesale changes. Uh, so I think it's it all depends. If they lose in the first round, well, there's going to be some changes because obviously back-to-back years not getting round, past round two, but uh, it depends how far they go. 
Um, but again, that's that's a long ways away. I mean, we haven't even had a drop of the puck on the ice for training camp. <laughs> but I, I don't believe I don't believe Ken Holland's job is on the line at all right now. I think he's built a very good hockey club. Well, it's on the line in that he, I mean, there's no contract for next year. He doesn't mm. know, you know, he says he's got lots of juice left. We asked him that question today. He's got lots of juice left. Uh, listen, if the Oilers don't win the Stanley Cup this year, you know what you do? You re-rack it and you try it again because you've got the makings of a Stanley Cup contender. And if something doesn't quite go right, you do exactly what they did the year before, exactly what they did this year. You re-rack the group and you put them out there and try and make some subtle tweaks. And whether Ken Holland is at the helm as the general manager or not, I'm not sure. Stratty, anything else to add or are we moving on? No, I, I actually think Ken Holland be a jam pass this season. I really do, but that's just a gut feeling. I, I can't see someone stepping away when the team is built like it is. If they win a cup, I think that might be it for him. Uh, fair, yeah. Okay. That's, that's, yeah, that's yeah. fair. But if they Dukes? do, yeah, go ahead. Um, did any of you guys have the opportunity to see the captain skates? Davin's wondering if um, we were noticing anyone standing out beyond the usual suspects. Pretty hard to say, hey, Strud's in a captain skate, like yeah. standing out, whatever. I, I'd say training camp, the puck will drop tomorrow, so we'll actually get them to, we'll get to see them going a little bit harder in a different way. Uh, I was down there a couple of times. Um, too tough to say at this point. Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest. The, the, the veterans most of the time don't really try that hard through training camp. You know, and, 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 and this is every, you know, they're going to push and they're going to try, but they're not going 100%. So, you know, I think it's more about watching the younger players than it is the older players, um, to, to be honest with you. So until really regular season starts, I'm not – like if Dylan, if Dylan Hallway scores 11 goals in the preseason, I'm just like, okay, that's great. But I just – I can't really get into it till we start getting to the real meaningful games in game one, Brownie. I agree. It's, this is the, – the veterans are just trying to find their timing. Uh, the younger players are trying to find a spot. Ryan Corky, first first comment of the night, like right out of the gate. And Zuby's too nice; he won't read the chirps. Ryan Corky, is that some kind of brain floss coming out of Struddy's ears? <laughs> like, for the the yeah. podcast was not even two minutes old, and you got a good solid chirp there, Struds. I got these when I bought a Slurpee. Right, so they fit really well. <laughs> okay, Struds, can you just examine? Just examine the way Brownie's earbuds look and then focus on your own and just tell me if you notice anything different. <laughs> well, they're different colors, right? I mean, that's what makes the world go around. I have different, I must have weird ear shaped uh, lobes or I don't know. I don't know what it, that's how they ear canals. You got weird ear canals? I must. I must. I don't know. I'll have to get them checked out. All right. All right, Zuby, keep it rolling, man. A couple more, and then we're going to wrap this thing up. Try to keep these things to under an hour, but yeah, we have there a hard was a, time. There was that. also another good chirp. Av0904 uh, said on, during Streddy's first answer, he said, you haven't even cued the Streddy's World segment yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess Streddy's, he might have gone a little long on that first one. That's okay. Okay, um, how many preseason games will Bo Aiki get? Hmm. That's uh, from Crimson Sniper. What yeah. do you think? I'm going to go three. You guys? That's That's the second rounder, right? I was going to say, who's, who's Bo Aiki? Yeah, yeah. Come on, Brownie. Second round yeah. pick. Actually yeah. had a pretty good rookie camp. Looked good uh, from what I heard in out in Penticton. And a guy that uh, I think they're fairly excited about him. But for a second round pick, he's two up games. there among the prospects. How many games, Struds? I say three. I'd say two. I say two. two. Okay. Yeah. Um, who's more likely to make an impact with the team 
this year, Brandon Sutter or Sam Gagne? They're wild cards, man. They're such man. wild cards, you know, and, and I, I, I hope the best for both of them, but you know, Sam Gagne today was talking about, he won't be able to play games through training camp. Um, you know, so then to see, even if he looks great in practice, you'll sign him to a contract and he starts in the AHL. Like, I feel like for both these guys, they're probably going to have to start in the AHL. That's that's kind of why I think their path's going to be. Um, I might be wrong, but I think that might that might be their path. But it, it, if if one or both of them can play for the Oilers this year, that'd be huge for the Oilers. Brownie? I'm going to go, is it Ernie? That is the Ernie. Yep. That's, I'm going to go, he's going to make the biggest impact of those players. Yeah, he's they. One thing Ken Holland did say today: they like his size, right? And he's not afraid to play a physical games. Bigger guy. Um, the thing he's for more me, of what they need. They yeah. they need in that in their bottom six, and yep. the other two you got one that's injured, another guy that hasn't played in two years. Yeah, so great point. Brandon Sutter, at his best, is exactly what this team needs. Like that's a, the yeah. fantastic fourth line center. But it's been a couple of years. He was dealing with long COVID. The one thing about Sutter. You know, it wasn't always the best skater, even when he was in his prime. And so it'll be interesting to see where his feet are right now. If his feet are there, I think he's got a chance to make an impact because he's a cerebral player and he's a smart player and he's a good guy. I think they'd like to have him in there. But to me, the answer to whether Brandon Sutter can make an impact or not, Struds, is in those feet. Yeah, I, I, I still think, though, two years off, man, that's a long time. I think that for him, I think his path starts in the AHL. I think you sign him to an American League deal. Um, and get him playing, get him skating there, and, and kind of get his timing back and his game and his wind and all that stuff, and then he's, he'd be brought up. So I, 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 I just think it'd be unlikely he'll have an impact early in the first 20 or 30 games for the Oilers. All right, Zuby, roll the music and throw one more comment at us. We'll try and smoothly transition to the end of the pod. Um, what's uh, your guys' thoughts on Charlie Huddy and Doug Waite going into the Oilers Hall of Fame? Oh, boys. I think fantastic. I got to play against both of them. Charlie Huddy, a big part of the Stanley Cups they won here. Doug Waite, um, uh, in an era, probably about 10, 12 years, he's by far the best offensive player the Edmonton Oilers had. Both very, very worthy. Yeah, I love shine down Doug Waite. Um, you know, Charlie Huddy. <laughs> you know, Charlie Huddy's a great guy. <laughs> well, you guys really didn't bite on that one. No, they're both amazing guys. Like, I think they're both great guys. I'm so happy for them. And, uh, yeah, both great players. All right, good job tonight, guys. Much appreciated. Oh, hold Big on, thanks I, to all throw, of our... I got one more to throw at Struds. Oh, Chad Mackey nope. wants your prediction for the Thursday night NFL game. Oh, God, Chad. It, it's going to be an absolute destruction of the Giants. I, I don't even think I'm going to watch it. I'm going to listen on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fan in some peril right there. Oh, this early in the season just cratered on the whole operation, eh? Yeah, well, we're one and two. I thought we'd be one and two after our first three games. but One and two. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Good podcast tonight, guys. Thank you kindly. Uh, A big thanks to all of our sponsors and to those who joined us on the stream. Much appreciated. We'll drop more podcasts in the days to come. And a huge thanks to Sherwood Buick GMC, our title sponsor. Big thanks to Phil and the crew over at the dealership. Training camp. Players on ice for real with coaches and everything. Uh, We'll drop another pod in the next couple of days and evaluate what we have seen. Until then, talk to you soon. Have a great rest of your night. Look forward to the next one.